Welcome to Harrimanology, the official podcast to keep up with Harriman City. We'll take you inside the city, explore the latest news and updates, show you how your government operates, and discuss the issues that affect us all. Now, here are your hosts talking all things Harriman on Harrimanology. That's right, it's Harrimanology. Welcome back to a snowless holiday season. It will be snowing soon, though, we hope. Or maybe we don't hope. We'll see. But uh, I'm John LaFollette, communications manager for Harriman City, joined as always by Tammy Moody, assistant city manager. How are you doing, Tammy, this fine morning afternoon? I am good. How are you? I am good. You know, the Utes got to the Rose Bowl. This is not a sports show, but I had to shout out. It's it's important to to make note of it. It's I hope a big you deal. I hope BYU fans did not just tune out because this is not about Utah or BYU or no. football in general, but it's something about it affects us all. Um, it's like we mentioned; it's the holiday season. It's December. It's winter, and that means snow. Hopefully, there's I mean, snow in the forecast coming this week. It's needed after our water conservation podcast from uh, a little while ago. We have. Uh, snow parking issues we have uh, snow plowing that these are things that come up frequently we figured the Hermanology podcast would be a good avenue to talk about all these things uh, as best we can before they come issues for the 2021 22 uh, winter season so to help us figure all this out we brought in uh, Harriman City Streets Manager Ed Blackett and Harriman Police Sergeant Greg Shaver gentlemen how are you today I'm good, thank you. Good. Doing great, but I'm a little upset that you put the, hey, we need to know in the universe. <laughs> we don't say those things. <laughs> That's that is right. something that we don't say in this line of work. I am a no-snower person. <laughs> what about snow in the mountains, rain? Snow down? in the yes. mountains. If it could snow in the mountains canyons, and not on the road, I'd be so happy. Fan- yeah, absolutely. But then we wouldn't get to see our amazing snow fighters in action. It's so true. So there's pros and cons. <laughs> I would be good if this day parked. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is snowing nonetheless at some point. We get some water for the upcoming year. Um, but let's start with snow plowing. Um, so there are a few things we want to talk about today. Some questions we commonly get at Herman City are, when do the snow plows come out? When is my street going to get plowed? Um, why did the snow plow leave snow in front of my driveway? Um, what are those stripes on the road before a storm uh we want to talk about all those things today so we'll turn to ed first um ed what is we'll start with this what is the threshold for when snow plows are called out is it when snow is falling from the air or when there's 10 feet of snow on the ground what what's the threshold for when you're called out typically i think our ordinance states something like two inches when there's two inches we'll be heading out is that your radio? <laughs> There's the police guy messing things up again. Got his radio going. We may or may not edit that out. We'll see. No, you never know. <laughs> Stink, <laughs> we may just leave it in These there. darn cops, I swear. Who, who invited the cop in here? I, I wasn't sure if we were supposed to be hearing that. <laughs> Everyone heard it. But, yeah, uh, typically two inches of snow. Two inches. However, if at any point during a snowstorm the the onset of a snowstorm if it's slick we will be out yeah Yeah. so you generally do preventative measures prior to the storm though is that right like if you know that a storm's coming then does the department take preventative measures such as salting roads or yes um we don't necessarily pre-salt roads but we do what's called anti-icing and and that's a brine solution that is uh, distributed onto the road surface prior to a storm. Um, 
typically we'll we'll watch the forecast. Um, if it's if it's going to rain first, we might hold off because it just dilutes the solution to mm-hmm. the point where it doesn't work. If it's a cold storm, we'll definitely be out prior to the storm, anti-icing the main roads. Uh, we don't get to every road, of course, but um, we get to the main roads, and that gives gives us time to get the the snow plows dispatched and out on the road before things get too ugly. Salt brine, what is is that? Just salt and water, or what? What is that? For it those is, who are curious, it's um, it is salt and water. It's a, a brine salt, not a typical road salt. Um, it's it's manufactured at our, in our lower yard. Um, stored in tanks and uh, it it needs to be diluted to a point of 19.23% salinity. Um, that's the sweet spot. So you're right, it is just a, a diluted salt or, or water mixture of that, the two. That seems to be pretty effective when you lay that down on the roads before a big storm. It's it's very effective. Yeah, if if the storm's right um and it and it's cold enough that it snows first, then yeah, you'll be able to see it work and and it buys us a lot of time to get trucks out and and on the road. And Sorry to cut you off here, but just oh. by judging from presentations in previous city council meetings that you've given, that's that also saves money too, taxpayer mm-hmm. money. Yes, yes, it does. It not only um, buys us time to get out on the roads, but it also helps for ice not bonding to the road surface. It it kind of creates a barrier and keeps the ice from bonding to the road, which you know gets us home sooner because you know we can get off earlier sure get out earlier nice no that's what i was going to touch on um was uh just the cost savings in that and the measures that are taken and then of course by main roads um that's mainly then i'm assuming 134th um 126 yeah the the main collector roads into the city the main roads that uh, will connect to secondary roads um we try to include most of the hills you know in the southern section of Harriman but uh, yeah basically the main main roads and hills okay so I would say um, one of the biggest comments that we get during snowplow season is um, why is there snow piled up in front of my home <laughs> or in front of my driveway um, so explain how that process works with snowplows uh, snowplow drivers are trained to plow from the middle out. And, and in order to do that, they turn their plows to the right, and they may plow half of a travel lane and half of the center lane. Um, and they, they do that typically to move the snow from the center of the road to the outside of the road so you don't have to go back and plow the center of the road later, right? Um, with the plow turned to the right, the wind comes off, or the snow comes off the end of the, the plow, creating a snow windrow, and it's just the nature of the beast. There's nothing we can do with that snow as it comes off the plow. And, and when you move the snow from the center to the outside, it's going to end up on the outside and in front of driveways, mailboxes, and such. So, con, you have snow in front of your driveway, but pro... Clear roads. The roads. Yes. That's a decent yeah. trade-off. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so if residents see that their neighborhood has been missed or they see a road that's been missed, should they call the city and report that? Um, and if so, when? Yeah, um, we, we don't mind uh, a call on a missed road. I would maybe suggest, you know, if you wait to eight to, to 10 hours or so into the duration of a storm, give us a chance to get to all the roads. Um, you know, there's there's priority roads and secondary roads and lower priority roads, and some of those roads might not get get plowed for eight to ten hours. So if it, yeah. you know if you get into the eight ten hour range and you and you see a road that's not plowed, definitely let us know. Well, how many lane miles do you plow each snowstorm there, on average? There's currently about uh, 310 lane miles in the city now, and and lane miles are the entire width of the road. So we we plow every inch of the road you know we plow like i said from the center out so we're getting every inch of it which is which includes all those lane miles yeah so it does take some time so we just need to be patient and know that our roads will will be gotten to is it be gotten to sure <laughs> we'll go with it <laughs> you know and and every storm's different and depending on the storm we we may only get to the center lane, you know, or the center lane and a half. And, and, um, as soon as the snow, snow starts to let up, we, you know, we'll get back to moving the snow completely off the road. But there again, it just takes time to get to every inch of the road and, yeah. and to get to some of those roads that may be last. So what is your, um, priority for roads, which roads are plowed first and then which ones kind of fall to the end of the line? We, we have two trucks per zone, and within each zone are main roads and then what we call red roads. The main roads, of course, of course are first, and the red roads are usually roads to a school. Schools hold a high priority. Mm -hmm. So the trucks will split up the zone, and they will go to each end of it, plowing main roads and red roads first. And then hillsides, and then kind of, I'm, I'm, I assume hillsides are high up on the list, like Juniper Crest Road or some of those other ones. Um, they'll they'll maybe, be high on that particular zone. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yep. Okay. And then cul-de-sacs, where do they fall in the list? Very last. Yes. Mm. Um, they pose a lot of difficulty, and they're time-consuming. They are. Um, last count, I think we had 265 cul-de-sacs. Um, we, we do get to them and we do get complaints that we're not getting to them soon enough. People will see a plow drive by a cul-de-sac and wonder why it didn't pull in there. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, there are 265 of them. They are very hard to plow, very time consuming. There's usually backing up involved, so mm -hmm. we need to save those till. Well, and they're not a pass-through, so... Yeah, and pass-through roads need to be done. And I, and I like to say, you know, if if you've got to travel the distance of four houses or four yards to get to a plowed road, we consider that a win. One thing that can make snow plowing harder is parked cars. So, <laughs> Sergeant Shaver just gave us a look here. <laughs> so, uh, what is 
What is Harriman City's snow weather parking ordinance? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. So presently the ordinance is there's no parking on a Harriman City street while snowing or when there's snow on the road. So I guess you can read into that a little bit. For us, because of the demand, um, if we're in the middle of a large snow event, typically we're not worrying about the parking at that moment. Um, for example, last year we had a major snow event in the early evening commute hours where many of my resources were on Juniper Crest and Rosecrest um, for vehicles sliding down the hill onto back towards Mountain, or Mountain View Corridor, um, not being able to get up Juniper Crest. So that's when with us and, and Ed's team, we work really well together and getting the guys over. So we interrupt their plan based on immediate need and crashes, vehicles not being able to get there, things like that. So Ed's team will come over and plow it multiple times, get salt down, so we're kind of alleviating that problem. Um, now, when I say snow event, I guess the question is, what is a snow event? Mm -hmm. If it's snowing in the morning and forecast looks like at 1 or 3 in the afternoon, it's going to warm up and typically melt away, we're not paying you know, going to go out and pay too much attention to that. Sure. Now, if temperatures are remaining cold and the snow comes and we foresee that it's going to be on the road for several days, in order for Ed and his team to do his job, we'll go through and we'll start either placing a warding notice on the car or a citation. And that would be a citation normally depends on have we worn this vehicle before. Mm-hmm. If the vehicles had numerous warnings before. We're just probably going to issue a citation. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, we're not. I mean, and right now, with with some of the building that's going on in Harriman, there's a lot more vehicles that are parked on the roadway. So this is going to be an interesting season, mm-hmm. where Ed and I will probably be communicating quite a bit and determining how we're going to do this. Um, but I think. Understanding the snow event, if it's a lot of snow and we need to get the cars moved, then we'll roll through the area, put a lot of warnings on, and hopefully the cars can get off the road and his team can get through. But there also is another ordinance to be aware of, and that is off-street parking. If you have if you have available space on your property for off-street parking you are required to park on your property and not on the roadway. Again, that is not an ordinance that we actively citations or mm-hmm. warn about until this time of year. Um, and because if you know if you got three cars on the road and you got one in the driveway and there's room for four, well, I guess all four need to be in the driveway. Yeah. Basically, that's how ordinance is written. Makes sense. So do you, depending on the time of the, of the year or the season, go toward maybe education first and then kind of work towards citations, or is it really just on an individual car level? No, typically in the first half of the season, we're mostly warnings. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't think we normally see much snowfall, like accumulated snowfall, 
until more uh, early springtime after January, right? Mm -hmm. So usually around this time we'll do the warnings um, unless it's uh, like an exigent circumstance. If it's someone that's just, or a vehicle is just constantly same place, causing a hazard for these guys to get their plows in, then we'll either come make a phone call. If we can't get a hold of you, then you may have a citation on it, and that road doesn't get plowed. And then if you're the person who is causing that road not to get plowed, then your neighbors are typically going to get after you too. Yep. Is there a point where cars get towed if they've been there for so long or they're repeat offenders? So our towing um, ordinance is 24 hours. Uh, we try to stay up, stay on top of vehicles that are parked on the roadway or left on the roadway for more than 24. Mm-hmm. Um, we take pride in Harriman of having our you know good, good looking, clean streets, nice community, right? Yeah. It's not a storage place. No. We don't store our cars on the roadway. If it's left unattended on the roadway for more than 24 hours, normally first offense will put a warning on there. Um, sometimes second offense will put a warning. We, we try to help. We're not here just to be, you know, strong arm, right? We try to make sure that we're working with our residents. We understand, you know, different situations, but if it's not something where it's fixed, usually after the first warning, we'll issue a second or, or a citation. Our parking ordinance also says when it comes to tow, if you've had three or more notices, whether it be a warning or a citation, it is now an impoundable offense. So if you've had two warnings within 180 days, we can just go and tow your car um, at the home at the registered owner's cost. Mm-hmm. Well, and I know even on our residential roads, like those snow plows are big. big. (laughs) They are very big. And so there has to be room for them to get up and down the road. But on the other side of that, are there also safety issues with cars being parked along the road in a snowstorm? There is. um, Like for slide offs or, you know. For example, again, any road where there's a hill, Juniper Crest, there's many cars that park on the shoulders near the boulders. If a car loses control and comes down the side of that road sideways and you're trying to get in or out of your car, you're, you may be a victim mm-hmm. of getting run over. Um, so if it, if you pay, my thing is, is pay attention to the forecast. You know, help us, help Ed's team out. If you know it's going to snow, just park in your driveway, and then that's less snow for you to remove later out of your driveway. Right. Uh, what what happens, Ed, if there are cars on the street? From your perspective, do you just skip that road? Do you try to squeeze through and avoid the, the rearview mirrors? <laughs> what, <laughs> what do you do in those situations? No, the, the drivers are instructed if, if they cannot enter a road safely without you know, possibly damaging a car, they are to avoid that road. Yeah. They will notify the storm IC, give the address. Uh, they'll pass that information on to me. And then when that calls in, that call comes in, then I'll just, you know, I'll have the information to tell them your street was too littered with cars and we couldn't get in there safely. Yeah. Hopefully after this Hermanology podcast, <laughs> we won't have any of that this year because of course all of our residents love listening to Hermanology. Um, <laughs> We've had a lot of growth, and 
some of the growth is blamed on people coming from warmer states. So if this is people's first winter here, by the way, that may or may not actually be true, but if it's people's <laughs> first winter here, what are some tips for driving in snow? It seems pretty basic to us who have been here for a long time, but some people get pretty apprehensive about driving in the winter. What are a couple of tips you can you can throw out? Oh, I'll take this one. So for, <laughs> first thing that first thing that we're seeing. Um, so the state of Utah had eliminated their safety inspections, and since that has happened, we've seen a lot of troublesome cars on the roadway, whether tires. Interesting. Um, it can, you know, just unsafe, right? Check your tires. Make sure you're at proper inflation. Make sure there's more than two and 30 seconds tread depth to the tire. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have snow tires, please put them on. If you're rear roll drive type vehicle, um, make sure you have weight in the back end of your vehicle and your truck or car or whatever it is. Sandbags are great for that. Sandbags are great. Um, <laughs> Because if you can't get up on the up the hill and you leave your vehicle at the bottom of the hill because you're unprepared, you risk chance of an impound, which, you know, that's several hundred dollars. So and then it doesn't doesn't help anybody, right? Um, while it's snowing, give yourself distance. Don't follow close. Even if even in the four wheel drive vehicles, you know, we got a lot of people out here who drive all wheel drive, four wheel drive trucks, whatnot. Still give space. Um, I we tend to see more of the large four wheel drive trucks or the ones off the side of the road and stacked up than we do the sedans because they're driving brave and they're driving over their means of being able to operate that vehicle. Slow down, following distance. Um, start applying brakes way well before the stop sign or the intersection, and. Another thing is if you have ABS, a lot of people forget, and you feel that funny sensation under your foot or a vibration, continue to have even smooth pressure all the way through that and don't let off. As soon as you let off, you're likely to go into a skid, and then you lose control of your vehicle. So just let the anti-lock brake system do its job is what you're saying. Let it do its job. Continue to keep pressure on it um, until you come to a complete stop. If you start skidding... Um, or losing control and you're going into a skid, you always turn into the skid. So if you're in a slide or a skid to your right, you're going to turn your steering wheel to the right in order to attempt to get your vehicle to straighten back out. Um, And then again, gather that control and continued pressure on the ABS brake. If you have an older vehicle that doesn't have ABS, then you use that smooth pump of the brake let off, pump again, activate those brakes on and off so you have a little bit of traction and movement, and lock up. Traction movement, then lock. If you stay on it and, and are a full lock of your tire, you're going to go into a, an uncontrollable spin or slide off and collide into something. Um, our thing is, is yeah, we, we want everyone to be safe. Drive appropriately. Um, get all the snow and ice off your windshield before you drive down the road. Um, I've seen what happens to people when they're hit by vehicles. I've seen death and fatality. S- scrape the ice off your windshield. Yeah. Can't be more clear than that. It's a uh, two-inch square isn't acceptable. So um, take the time. Be safe for your neighbors, your loved ones, everybody around, and, and just drive carefully. Get up 10 minutes earlier in the morning, too. Yeah. That'll help. 
So just out of curiosity, what is the appropriate thing to do when driving behind a snowplow? Um, because we see a lot of people, they get really impatient when they're behind a snowplow, and then they try to pass the snowplow. Is it best for them to stay behind the snowplow? What's the best thing for them to do? Stay behind the snowplow. <laughs> it's, it's the safest place to be. They'll, they'll be out of your way before long. Just stay behind them. Yeah. What is it, like 500 feet? Some... It, it's 500 feet when we're uh, anti-icing. That's a, that's a salt solution that will eat solution. the paint off your car. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and there's, there is salt being distributed you know, behind a snowplow, so yeah. keep a safe distance and stay behind them. They're clearing the path for you. (laughs) Drive that clear path right behind them. Last question for me. If someone does get into a fender bender or they slide and nick someone's car or whatever, minor stuff, they call 911, right? They can. If if you're not injured and in those type of situations, we'd rather you not call 911. um, Because if you're injured, definitely leave it open for... Uh, major incidents. You can always call 801-840-4000. That is a non-emergency line. And if you're in just a slight fender bender, and again, there's different variants of what happens. If it's a major snowfall um, and you're in a minor fender bender, you're going to be sitting there for a while Mm -hmm. because we are tied up on intersection crashes and trying to assist in getting the roads open. Um, But we will, you know, still call our dispatch You'll go into our workflow. We'll get to you when we can get to you. So that dispatch, again, is 801-840-4000, not 911. If you are in a life safety where something is really wrong, yes, call yeah. 911. If but you need 911, call 911. You'll, you know, we'll be on our way on a priority level. If it's, you know, just a minor fender bender or something, something like in minor, the non-emergency line is great. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, gentlemen. This is great. Yes. Ed and I are both looking at our phone, you know, <laughs> answering answering text questions as we talk here. Multitasking. No. That's right. I was I was looking. I I don't want you to quote me on that salt salinity until I find the exact number. So <laughs> I was, I'm sure we're going to get angry calls if you're off by a few uh, a few decimals. Be, here. I could be. So I was just trying to get the exact number for you. So there was a there was a snowfall on Banger one year, and I'm out getting cars off and UDOT, the state plows came by because again, Mountain View, just so everyone knows that's a state road. That's UDOT plows that. So if there's an issue, we got to go through UDOT, but I'm out there and uh, one of those salt brine solution trucks went by and brand new, fresh uniform. And it splashed on me and bleached out my entire uniform. I had to throw it away. That's not good. It's, yeah. it's kind good of funny now, but I'm <laughs> sure it wasn't very funny at the time. Nah, it was, yeah. All right. With that, we'll conclude Harrimanology, at least this segment of Harrimanology. We have a couple things to talk about coming up next with the winter window walk and the uh, pancakes and PJs, but we'll call that good for our snow plow and parking conversation. Thanks so much to Sergeant Greg Shaver and to uh, Ed Blackett, our streets manager, for joining us today. And yes, thank you. And everybody stay safe out there as it uh, starts to snow. And wave and say hi and and (laughs) have a good time. With five fingers. (laughs) (laughs) Listen up and get ready to mark that calendar. Every day is something new. Here's what's coming up in the next few weeks in Harriman. It's the holiday season. We have some 
fun events going on right now. Uh, we will start with the Yeti Hunt, since that started first. Uh, so the Yeti Hunt is a very popular annual tradition. We love to get new people involved. So if you're new to Harriman or new to the Yeti Hunt, uh, go ahead and jump on board. So it uh, runs from December 1st through the 13th. Um, and what it is is a social media-centered uh, scavenger hunt throughout the city. So Harriman City on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we'll, we will put clues out to guide you to some part of Harriman, whether it's a business or a park. It could be anything. Um, we'll be... We'll post a clue, and then you just kind of have to figure it out with the help of Google or with your neighbors or just your best guess. Uh, the first person to each location wins a Yeti ornament and a prize basket. Uh, sometimes we'll even have you compete once you're there, depending on if there's a business or a sporting team or something like that. Um, sometimes it's just the first person there. And everybody else who comes second through last uh is not skunked, but you get to, there are usually some instructions on the sheet once you're there and you can take a picture of it uh, and follow any instructions that might be there. And you can win entries to the final grand prize drawing that takes place uh, in mid December. So, or late December, I should say. Uh, And that grand prize drawing includes a lot of prizes. There are a lot of winners. So the more entries you get, uh, the more chances you have to win a prize. Plus, it's just fun. A lot of people just love to do this, even if they don't win. It's just a fun family tradition uh, every December. So that's going on right now. Follow on Harriman City social media channels. Uh, it will not be posted primarily on the website. But for information, you can go to the website. That's harriman.org slash Yeti Hunt um, for more information there. Also going on is the first annual Harriman Winter Window Walk. That's an alliteration if I've ever heard one. Uh, so what this is, is several businesses throughout Harriman City, uh, right now we have 14 participating, have decorated their storefront, whether it's their front window or if you can't see inside, sometimes uh, some of the businesses have decorations just inside the front door. And you get to go vote on your favorite. There will also be a special judging panel uh, for different categories. The categories... Uh, that'll be voted on and awarded uh, at the end of December are the best Harriman feel, something very important to our community, um, the most whimsical, the most elegant, and the best use of a small space, and of course, the public's choice, which is the one you get to vote on. Uh, each business is, will have a QR code uh, sheet posted right there in their window. Just scan that. It'll take you right to the voting form. And uh, go ahead and vote for your favorite businesses. You should be able to vote for your top three. Uh, So that voting window is open right now. It closes Christmas Eve, December 24th, and the winners will be recognized by the city on December 29th. So for more information, go to harriman.org slash winterwindowwalk and uh, find out more information there. It's a great chance to go see what businesses there are in Harriman, some really creative things. Uh, We took some pictures this morning that we'll be posting on the website uh, there's some phenomenal uh, display decoration displays and some really unique things that some of the businesses did. So go ahead and go out to the Winter Window Walk, again, now through December 24th. And Pancakes and PJs. Uh, this is, I'm not sure how many years this has happened in a row. I think this is the third, maybe the fourth 
this takes place at the City Hall Saturday morning, December 18th at 9 a.m. Um, it is a paid breakfast plate. Uh, there will be Santa Claus there. Um, go get some pancakes, wear your PJs, uh, $10 a plate. It's very popular. Capacity is limited, so make sure to, if you want to go, get a ticket as soon as possible. Um, you can just go to herman.org slash calendar slash pancakes PJs, or just go to our calendar on the website and you'll just scroll through really quick. You'll see it there, or you can see it on Herman City's Facebook page. There's a lot of ways to find it. So that's what's going on this holiday season. The City Hall is also closed for the Christmas holiday and on New Year's Day. Um, that being a Saturday, uh, the City Hall will be closed the day before New Year's Eve. So thank you for listening to Harrimanology. If you have any questions, go ahead and email info at harriman.org um, or check out the city website, harriman.org, um, or go to the city social media. Feel free to ask us any questions. So thanks for joining us on Harrimanology. Thanks to Tammy Moody. Thanks to Sergeant Greg Shaver and to Ed Blackett, Harriman City's streets manager. We'll catch you next time on Harrimanology. And uh, if we don't... If we don't hear from you or you don't hear from us before the Christmas holiday or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever holiday you celebrate, happy holidays, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.